What's going on, guys? AJ here, back again with another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast. Um, got a couple thoughts here. Saturday morning, just figured I'd hop on and share some thoughts. Um, I want to talk about uh, beyond resume type interview questions. You guys know that I am working on, have been working on for a while, uh, this concept uh, of a beyond resume, and I've put out content around this. I've actually uh, tried to embed this into some of the things that I'm doing with some of the projects that I'm working on. And then hopefully um, in the near future, trying to really get a grasp of my focus is um, this will turn into uh, its own thing and probably be uh, an email newsletter business um, and just provide some value to these applicants and these young professionals out here, um, young and old professionals, any professional. Um, and then I want to talk about then I want to talk about startup internal communications. I want to talk about things that I think startup teams need to think about and internally communicate to those uh, to those people that are actually making the thing go um, and provide some some tangible things there. So this uh, this episode is going to be really, really tangible. Like I'm going to give actual things that you guys could probably listen to right down as I'm talking and then just plug in immediately. Um, I believe in everything. And so uh, let's just hop right in here. So what's the first thing I want to share? I think the first thing I want to share from a beyond resume type question is the following. Uh, walk me through where you want to be in the next three to five years and walk me through the, the key things that you need to learn from us. In a perfect world, how does this or how would this organization support you? Who do you need to build relationships with? Who do you need to learn from? That's an interview question that I think more companies should be asking. Now, if you guys look at the way I designed that question, it's a very detailed question. Walk me through the three to five, three to five years from now, what are the key things that you still need to learn from the organization and how can we support you with that? Like that's a very direct question that, yeah, frankly, no one's ever asked me. I'm sure companies are asking them out there, but uh, I know a lot of startup companies are not. Now, what that question is gonna do is that question is gonna immediately send a message to um to uh to to that applicant saying we care about what you actually want to do in life. We care about where you actually want to go in life. We want to make that thing come true. Please give us some context. It's going to feel good. Um and then also what we added in there is, you know, directly, you know, what relationships do you need to build within this organization and what type of people do you need to learn from? This is information that companies need to know. Not only where they want to be three to five years from now, selfishly, and be okay with that. You guys have heard me go on these rants time and time again, and I'm just going to say it again. It's important for you to ask that question and ask it with a level of humility that I think more companies need to li live into. You need to be okay with that answer. You need to be okay with whatever that answer is to find a way to make that happen with the time that you have with them. Um, and then directly asking what they need to learn so that you can take that information and embed it into future IDP developments, uh, the onboarding process, maybe restructuring their workflow, maybe restructuring their entire role from a deliverable standpoint, doing your best to be empathetic to the contextual reality. Um, and then who do you need to learn from? And then what relationships do you need to build? So throughout the first few weeks of onboarding, you can make introductions. Throughout their stay with the organization, you can make introductions. Throughout their learning and development processes, you can put individuals that they want to learn from 
involved into those processes. You can put these notes into an HRIS system. You can put these notes into any system that you utilize as a management organization to keep track of employee notes and employee data. Um, It's a really good idea. So that's just one question that I think is very, very valuable. Uh, What's another good question here? What about this job? Uh, What about this job you applied for? Are you very good at like tasks that you're very good at, but you do not want to do anymore? Please provide context and why. Now, this is a weird one, right? And I asked this question in interviews because here's the thing. No matter what role you're looking for, you may have a list of, let's call it realistically, a list of 15 responsibilities, deliverables, and tasks um, that they're looking, that you're looking for them to execute. Out of those 10 or 15, I bet your ass is going to be five to seven that they may or may not want you to do any longer, but they still are competent in. I want to know that information. You want to know why I want to know that? Because once I have that information, I want to do everything in my power to figure out how I can readjust their workflow, readjust their deliverables, readjust the role as much as I can, not putting the company in any danger, but living into their contextual desires. Because here's the thing. If you look at the question and what I said is that you do not want to execute any more, any longer, right? That context is important. It's not that they're not good at it. It's not that they're saying they won't do it. It's that they have a desire to no longer do it. Meaning not, and this isn't even an ego thing, meaning they're, they're, they're beyond that. They're, these things, they just don't want to be involved in anymore. Like I know a ton of people in the HR world, they don't want to do payroll anymore. Right? They don't want to have disciplinary conversations anymore. They don't want to do bare bones onboarding anymore. They don't want to sit down with a new applicant and explain to the applicant about the company policies anymore. They don't want to do these so-called remedial things anymore. And maybe you're looking for that person to do that, but maybe there's some restructuring you can do if you genuinely enjoy and appreciate this applicant. And you think they're going to be a good fit for your company. So I want to know as an employer, as a manager, as a leader, I want to know what those things are. I can't guarantee that I'm going to, I'm going to be able to remove all of them, but I want to give you the air cover. I want to make you feel comfortable enough to share with me what they are. Every single employee is going to love that. Every single applicant is going to love that. I'll do one more question here. Tell me about a time you strongly disagree with your manager. Did you feel your manager was objectively wrong? Did you have a new idea that was not welcomed? In that scenario, what could have the manager have done differently to support you? And these scenarios, and those scenarios, like what we just described with your previous manager, how would you want them to react in the future? At this stage in your career right now, how important is that air cover for them to support you, for them to give you autonomy, for them to give you the freedom to be flexible? Let me break down that question for you because that was a lot. Let's start in the beginning here. Tell me about a time you strongly disagree with your manager. Tell me how that manager reacted. Now, that part I'm asking because probably, and if they don't, I'll ask, but probably, long story short, what they're going to do is they're going to tell me about a time that their manager disagreed or they disagree with them. And then they're going to tell me about how they actually communicated, which is incredibly important and key. Because I'm all about 
building out culture to contextually match and fit the, the, the new applicant coming in. What I mean by that is I think too many people are getting wrapped up in this culture game where they have set in stone what they're looking for, a.k.a. they're just looking for someone to be a yes man or a yes or a yes. Uh, yeah, a yes man or yes lady and uh, just fit into the way that things are done now. Thus, they're not living into diversity. And so what I want to know is what was the situation where they disagreed with you or you disagreed with them? How did you communicate it? And then also what I'm looking for is I'm looking to understand. I'm looking to understand what communication will not fly for you. Meaning, I don't want every single manager to have a blanket communication style to every single employee. The reason why you see a lot of NFL coaches, um, you know, um, NCAA coaches, just sports coaches overall, having a very productive leadership coaching and speaking career is the following. When they are looking at a team of 50 football players or 37 basketball players or 28 baseball players, Every single player has a different strength. Every single player comes from a different background. Every single player has a different level of bandwidth to intake bullshit. Let's just call it what it is. Every single player needs to be communicated differently. And they've learned that over the time of being a coach. It's the same thing for a manager. When you're listening to that answer, what you really need to be looking for, what you really need to be unpacking is how do they like to be communicated when things are in a disagreement moment. What do they appreciate? What don't they appreciate, etc. And then the part of the question that is incredibly important is I'm looking for how they would want a manager to react to their new idea if that was the case, right? Because typically in moments where if you disagree with your manager, it's because you don't agree with the decision that they're making or the path that is being taken or the workflow design or the deliverable or the, or the goal overall. And instead of you being someone that just says, yes, I'll do whatever you say, you push back a bit with your objective point of view. Now, what we're also seeking is how do you want that manager to react to that question, to that insight, to that new idea? Now, this is important for the following reasons. In the startup world, we all know this, there are different states of the organization. You may be, you may be raising your series B. You may be taking on a new partner. You may be doing X, Y, and Z that are, that, are, that are connected to big, cumbersome problems that are needed to be, needing to be solved. Thus, your attention to empathy, your attention to watching your communication, your ability to live into autonomy and live into employees that are looking to bring a lot of autonomy, a lot of new ideas, a lot of flexibility, a lot of innovation to the table. Maybe right now for the next nine months, that is something that you really are not in the mood to do. And that's okay. Like, that's the funny thing about me, actually, that a lot of people don't, I guess, either give me credit for or don't understand. I'm not actually asking any manager to lead the way that I want them to lead or the way that I lead. I'm just trying to find your truth and make small adjustments to fit your natural leadership style, but to also give you the roadmap of what will be more productive based off of data, based off of research, based off of experiences, based off of human, human life and human behavior, right? So in that particular moment, what I'm saying is if you're a startup right now and you're going through raising your next round, it's incredibly stressful. You got a lot in your mind. 
everything needs to be done kind of to the T, to the book, the way it was done in the previous months, because that's what your investors are looking for. That really may mean you don't need to be hiring. You're not looking to hire someone that's going to come in there and start breaking shit. You don't need someone that's going to come in there and bucking at new ideas in a good way because you want to live in some diversity. But maybe right now that's not what you're looking for. And so that question will unpack that. So let's jump into internal communications for a moment. And I'll keep this one brief. Um, Let me find the ones that I love the most here. I like this one a lot. Um, Feedback. So two times a month, I want, you know, I want managers and founders, really, really founders to send out a weekly report to their direct, to their, 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 oh my gosh, can't talk, to their direct reports, right? So two times a month, one time a month, two times a quarter, however you want to do it, but it needs to be done. I want founders to send a direct report or executives could be a C-suite, you know, CTO, CEO, whatever, to send emails to their direct reports. So the managers around the following big updates from the inner workings of the team and the org things that need pondering of that executive big fires that are happening that need conversations and their input on interesting decisions that are being made. That's just a macro thing. I just want, I think it's really good to get that inbound of updates, right? Another thing, any new interesting ideas that have come from the teams within that need to be reviewed, pondered, and significant context added. So what I mean by that, and this is a really interesting one, companies that are in startup phase, again, zero employees at 300, growing rapidly, growing quickly, still finding their path. They may have one or two products that are already a market fit. They're testing and developing new products, new things. Typically, the teams are designed and built with people that are always looking for new ideas to share and always are looking to break and make adjustments or even doing their own test runs secretly within silos. I want to know what those are. Typically, managers have a good pulse on that. So as a founder, I want to know what those are so that I can actually set time aside to look through those new ideas because there may be something really interesting there that we miss. Everyone knows about Blockbuster. Everyone knows about, um, what was that other store? There was another store. But everyone knows about the Blockbuster store, right? I promise you, if this internal communications process was in place, there probably would have been an email that was sent saying, hey, there's this new Netflix thing that we should be aware of. I've been working on some direct-to-consumer type technology that I think I would want to present. Can you check it out? I think it would do us some good. I bet your ass someone sent an email like that. Now, I, I know there was probably some other things, and they were probably already doing a lot of great things internal communications-wise, but at least if this structure was in place, and that email was sent and the time was set aside in the founder's calendar to review those new ideas and give it some real intentional thought. There's some good things that probably could have happened. Final one. The final one is this. Getting feedback from managers around the founder's emotional state, decision making processes and, and just how they're doing overall. 
uh, skills that the founder needs to improve on, and just giving some feedback from their team around how can I be a better founder? How can I be a better leader to you? And the big caveat to this is also tied to that update or that email that you sent out looking for data. You give them the updates of what you've decided to start working on based off the previous month's updates. So based off the previous month's feedback around decision making or feedback around emotional states or feedback around whatever the case is, you've given your managers, your direct reports, updates around how you're changing, what you're doing to get better, thanking them for giving you that update, keeping that transparency and that emotional glue fluid and stable. It's incredibly important. Incredibly important. So these are just some thoughts. I went over some beyond resume type interview questions. I went over really one key thing around internal communications. This was the one of the longest kind of solo episodes I've done in a while. I appreciate you guys having the patience to listen to these crazy but practical and simple ideas. And uh, hopefully I was valuable. Thanks a lot, guys.